continually introduce innovation. Even when all is progressing as planned and everyone is content in the relationship, you must be introducing new ideas and concepts. First and foremost, this will continue to validate why your client chose to partner with you initially. They didn't give you the nod because you told them you would continue doing everything their old partner was doing in the same fashion it was being accomplished. So continue to present new ideas. Continue to build on improvements initially implemented as your industry evolves and new opportunities arise. Whether you're here as a colleague in consultation, exploring advising as a vocation, or considering a partnership in employee benefits with my team, I hope you find value in these thoughts. Apply this truth to both your personal and professional relationships. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet, you're on their side, working with them and not against them. In other words, put the needs of others before your own and surround yourself with folks that do the same. I'm Shane Wingo, and you're listening to the Working With Them podcast. Thanks again for joining me for the podcast. Now, as a reminder, season one, again, we're creating an audio version of my new book, Working With Them. And if you haven't already, I always suggest go back to episode one, check that out, because there's an intro, and then there's also a summary of each chapter that really lays a foundation for everything that we get into. Now, today... Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, working with them in the good times. Uh, so this is a fun chapter. This is a fun chapter. Some of them are uh, a little heavy. Some of them uh, are, are a bit uh, downtrodden. And this one is uh, about working with them in the good times. I always like to stress, remember, uh, this is not only a book for advisors or consultants. It, it truly, at its core, is a book about creating partnerships and building relationships. So as we go through today, think about how you react to those around you during the good times. Are, are you reveling together with them in these times? Or are you building memories and deeper connections that will sustain you when those tough times that are sure to come at some point actually come to fruition? Um, this is how you build that relationship. This is how you have that long-lasting relationship. Probably too much. Some of these are a little bit too uh, deep as we jump into it, but I always like to focus this beyond just consulting, advising, selling, and really how is it applicable to your life in general. All right, enough of that. So let's get into working with them in the good times. Sounds easy enough to keep the good times rolling, but this is often the time that we take our foot off the accelerator in relationship building. When in actuality, this is the ideal time to lean into the relationship and ensure your client understands that these halcyon days are not mere coincidence. What they are experiencing is a direct result of all the hard work and dedication provided by you and your team. Cultivate your partnerships all the more during these good times when every piston is firing. This will build the level of goodwill you'll need when you hit that roadblock in the future. Invest time in emphasizing the accomplishments you have jointly achieved with your client. Now, this is not for any prideful reason, but to ensure you're taking note of the positive effects you and your team are bringing to this relationship and the process that rely on your solutions, goods, or services. 
meticulously document your worth. Itemize how your dedication has improved your client's daily activities, their budget, and employee experiences. And on a scheduled basis, share these joint successes with your clients in a quantified manner. Doing this will be vital in maintaining a partnership through the difficulties that I'll discuss in the next chapter. Continually introduce innovation. Even when all is progressing as planned and everyone is content in the relationship, you must be introducing new ideas and concepts. First and foremost, this will continue to validate why your client chose to partner with you initially. They didn't give you the nod because you told them you would continue doing everything their old partner was doing in the same fashion it was being accomplished. They made an active decision to fire their old partner and hire you based on your promise of improvement. So continue to present new ideas. Continue to build on improvements initially implemented as your industry evolves and new opportunities arise. Another positive result of being an eternal innovator is keeping out the riffraff. One day, you knocked on your client's door, physically or virtually, and they finally listened to your pitch. You shared something their former partner never took the time to discuss, maybe never took the time to learn. Their old partner may have had the same solution at their fingertips, but they were content in the success of the moment, and they did not properly plan for tomorrow. The idea you threw on the table, maybe it was never even implemented, but sharing your commitment to innovation was all the evidence needed. Once you stop dreaming and planning a better future for your clients, their ears will be open to the ideas of a new dreamer. Even when you know an idea is not right for your client in the moment, if it's relevant to your industry, educate your client on this solution. Explain the intricacies to them so they understand why it is or is not appropriate for them today and let them know how they need the change so they're able to take advantage of this opportunity moving forward. Otherwise, when that slick salesperson with that fancy presentation deck tells them all my clients are benefiting from, your client is apt to listen and can even move before you are aware a conversation has even taken place. Long and short, do not be content with the status quo not for your clients, and not for yourself. You continually prove you're on their side by bringing new ideas and informing them of changes and trends within your industry. So continue providing curated content relevant to their needs and your industry. It can be content that you're directly creating, or it can be content from your firm's marketing team. It can be blogs and posts from trusted voices in your industry provided with your commentary as the intro to keep your client current. Whatever you choose, give them content that shows you are still that same unique thinker and industry innovator that won their partnership and trust from the start. So now we jump into this episode's story time. I started in this industry, employee benefits, in 2018. My knowledge was low and my clients were mostly small employers. This meant most of my clients were enrolled in a fully insured benefit plan structure. 
While simple and easy to maintain, this solution is rarely optimized for the employee using the plan or the employer providing it. These are predetermined cookie-cutter plans. That means an employer never receives a tailored fit. I had all my clients walking around in bulky suits and oversized dresses. As I learned more about the industry and plan structures, I was able to begin transitioning clients away from fully insured plans. While the results were sometimes insignificant in year one of the move, we were capturing the data needed to build plans specific to the needs of the employees and better contain costs over time. By the time we were moving from 2021 to 2022, I was able to document an astounding data point. As I mentioned in an earlier episode chapter, uh, but you know it bears repeating, or maybe I just like ringing my own bell, in an industry where the average annual increase of medical premiums is over 8%, and this is based on Kaiser Health Benefits Survey in 2022, 41% of my clients would pay less for medical insurance in 22 versus 21. Another 28% would receive increases of less than 5%. So a total of 86% of my clients would see negative or single-digit renewals coming out of COVID, which was an unheard-of achievement. Was I some sort of idiot savant with only three years of industry experience providing these results? Depends on who you ask. (laughs) The truth is I simply moved employers to plans where we could jointly track the data and make common sense yet calculated moves to improve their plan design and their spend. These were good times, and because these results were on the heels of sweeping client transitions to new plan strategies, it's a season I doubt I'll replicate soon. So I took full advantage. I met with each client documenting the industry average of increases from the time we began our partnership in comparison to where their current spend was we were able to revel in the good times together. These accomplishments were not the result of my team's efforts alone. Our client had to be brave enough to venture away from the norm and embrace change with the hope that our analysis would yield positive results. In this industry, there are normally two or three years out of every decade that will have large, unexpected medical claims for most employers taking time to celebrate and to document today's successes will provide the future goodwill to join arm in arm and face those tough times when they come. Beyond my clients, I took this news to the streets. I created an itemized campaign around this 41% anomaly of success. Remember from previous episodes, chapters, that seven plus one in 30 days strategy? I created a 90-second video documenting the successes and posted that to LinkedIn. I hosted that same video on Vidyard where I could track clicks, views, length of views from each prospective client, and I started an email campaign. I bought those $4.10 Dunkin' Donut uh, gift cards that I mentioned in an earlier episode and dropped those, in, uh, dropped those off for prospective clients. If unavailable, I left a note asking them to buy their favorite drink and enjoy it while watching the video. Link to the QR code included, of course. I mailed cookies with 41% etched in icing with a handwritten note and a QR code. 
I followed up on each drop-in with mailings and calls and emails. I asked two clients to also provide testimonials of the savings and let them make mention that Shane and his team now earn less in commissions to ensure our plans are most appropriate. And then I linked back to that video as well. (laughs) During this excessively good time, I did not put my feet up. All gas, no break. I leveraged this success to increase the trust and goodwill of my clients. I also spread the gospel of what an exit from fully insured can provide, given a little time and diligence to flatten that curve. The story at the end of the next section will detail the dividends this provided with an existing client. As far as turning prospective clients into actual clients, this campaign led to four eventual partnerships, two of which were the largest I had written to date and one remains my largest client today. By emphasizing client results over personal profit, there was no question I was working with them. And by not allowing success to breed contentment, more and more prospective clients began listening. Now, as we wrap this episode, we'll reiterate the underlying philosophy. And we'll say that as, make it as clear as you can to all you meet that In the good times, you remain on their side, working with them and not against them. Hope you found value in these thoughts. Now, there's going to be 10 or 12 episodes here in season one as we build this audiobook version of working with them. In season two, that's when we'll have the guests start to join us. So subscribe to the podcast and you'll be notified every time a new episode drops where we review another chapter. Now, the book itself, it's live on Amazon, kind of. It's live on Amazon for a pre-order. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to get you right there to all the places where you can find this podcast, but also where you can pre-order that book. It's going to ship on February 14th. So get your pre-orders in now so you can be one of the first to receive and read it. Of course, if you have any questions for me at all, whether they be about employee benefits, which I do daily, or whether it be about the thoughts that we talk about here on the podcast and are expressed in the book, reach out to me. There's going to be another link in the show notes that says Doc Cards. It has all of my direct contact information. It has my cell number, my email address, all my social media spots. So get in touch with me and let's connect if you have any questions. With that, thanks again for joining me and do all you can today to make it clear you're working with those around you.